Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Travis Bull Johnson, who is running for Congress uh, in Minnesota. And if you'd like to help him in his campaign uh, to become congressman in Minnesota, go to bulljohnsonforcongress.us. Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Jew Pesci Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. You're saying I'm kosher? What am I? What are you going to have me with? No, that's not funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're going to, it means you can't have me with dairy? Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. No matter which platform you are watching this on, listening to us on, uh, we uh, thank you, and especially to our subscribers, we say Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka, and of course, we love our subscribers. Go to anchor.fm slash moneywaters slash subscribe, and for only $10 a month, you too can become a Money Water subscriber. What do you get? What don't you get? One of the things you get is uh, every week you get an exclusive uh, Muddy Waters of Freedom subscriber-only episode. You also get a discount at the Muddy Waters Media Store at muddywatersmedia.com, as well as a discount with some of our partner vendors, and you get an ad-free viewing and listening experience on Anchor, Spotify, and every other podcasting outlet. Oh, also, uh, share our content, like, subscribe, follow, and uh, if it's on YouTube, hit the bell. And also, if you choose to be a subscriber, the price has not changed over the course of the last year. It is still the same, $9.99 a month that it always has been. Because we are That is our commitment. We are. That is our commitment to inflation reduction. That's right. We are doing everything we can to keep our costs low here at Muddied Waters. So that way you do not feel the effects of inflation like you are everywhere else. And it's about to get worse. That is how we are acting to reduce inflation. But we wouldn't call it an inflation reduction act because we wouldn't want to be associated with the absolute garbage that just passed in Congress. So on Sunday, after a marathon voting session, the Inflation Reduction Act, and before we get further into this, the Patriot Act, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, the, uh, I can't think of, uh, uh, ACA, Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care Act, No Child Left Behind. Right. If a bill has something in its title, it probably does the opposite. 
So the Inflation Reduction Act uh, passed the Senate 50-50 with Kamala Harris giving the tying breaking tie breaking vote passed directly along party lines that's right joe manchin acting president joe manchin decided it was time to pass this bill and we're going to get into why later now over 230 economists say that this bill will not will not reduce inflation no and for anybody out there who has read any of this bill it is a steaming pile of garbage it is a pork bill that was there to push various democratic talking points um and we're going to talk about some of the bigger issues that are in the bill um the main issues that are in the bill and kind of what it is that they do and then we'll discuss what will actually happen with these with, with these soon to be new laws now, first is the closure of the carried interest loophole, which I didn't know what this was because I don't make $400,000 a year. Um, the carried interest loophole, uh, the closure of this lengthens the holding period required for managers of certain investment funds to receive preferential yeah. tax treatment for a portion of their compensation known as carried interest, allegedly. This applies only to taxpayers with income exceeding $400,000 or those not getting paid on Venmo. Yeah, that's not, just to let you know, that's not how this works. It's about those who have those investment funds. And while yes, a uh, I would say a large, uh, the majority, vast majority of people that are in those funds are have incomes exceeding $400,000. It's certainly not statutory by any stretch. Uh, and of course, as we know, when you tax the producers, which people making over $400,000 are not the oligarchs, they're the upper middle class. Yeah. And they're the people that are the producers and the consumers. And when you tax that group of people, uh, all that does is get passed down to further down the food chain. It's trickle down taxation and uh, it will end up making it there. But yeah, this, this, that's, that is not. It doesn't even just only apply to them, but also it will end up, it, everyone will end up feeling that to some extent. Speaking of feeling it, there was an American Care Act subsidy extension. Um, this would mm -hmm. extend the temporary expansion of premium tax credits through 2025. Uh, the expansion, which offers eligibility to households above 400% of the poverty line, is scheduled to expire at the end of 2022 under current law. So essentially, this one doesn't do, it doesn't make any changes. Yeah. For the most part, it just extends the law uh, of a terrible law that shouldn't have ever been a law, but it is. So now we have to accept it as law, even though it violated multiple parts of the Constitution because it's not a tax, but it is a tax. Anyway. Uh, it's a magical taxi non-tax tax yes. tax non-tax and and the the beauty of this uh, subsidy is that as long as they keep this subsidy going which was always designed to fade off because eventually it wouldn't be needed because healthcare would just become so darn affordable that they wouldn't need the subsidy instead what has happened is that even with the subsidy the cost of healthcare has quadrupled what happens when you make it mandatory that people have to get a single product 
And I should say the cost of insurance yes. has quadrupled, not, not healthcare. But the cost of insurance has nearly quadrupled. And so what's going to happen is that when eventually that subsidy becomes such a bubble that they can't do it anymore because long before they stop paying out Social Security or Medicare, they're going to stop paying out the ACA subsidy. And when that happens and people realize that their care is not affordable, that their insurance actually costs a gosh diggity fortune, this is not the subscriber episode, so we don't cuss. We cuss. Anchor.fm slash moneywater slash subscribe. True. That's a lot. we cuss. <laughs> So gosh, diggity darn, is that this, expensive? This gobbledygook. It, it is. God, this gobbledygook, cheese-eating bulldog, uh, kind of uh, uh, lint liquor nonsense is the exact kind of thing. So uh, again, Affordable Care Act. It's not affordable. It's heavily subsidized to hide the fact that it was made less affordable, yep. and uh, so that's been extended. Uh, there also uh, there's energy security and climate change investments, including uh, tax rebates and credits to lower energy costs for households. We could call that the Affordable Energy Act. Right. They subsidize <laughs> it to make it more expensive. Uh, the uh, uh, tax credits, research loans and grants to increase domestic manufacturing capacity for wind turbines. That's corporate welfare for politically connected green companies that are usually attached to major fossil fuel companies uh, in a way for them to uh, to hedge future bets and make you pay for the whole damn thing. Didn't darn they, thing. Sorry. Didn't they do this uh, with Solyndra back in like 20s? Yeah, this is Solyndra. This is Solyndra, but for everyone. Um, uh, grants to increase, uh, oh, for, for wind turbines, solar panels, batteries, and other essential components of clean energy production and storage. This is a massive, again, but he was, uh, Matt was saying this is pork and corporate bailouts. This is one of them. It's just corporate welfare. Um, tax credits to reduce carbon emissions. That is corporations being paid to retrofit their companies to be more green compliant and make you pay for it. While they tell you to eat bugs. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but now, of course, it's okay um, because uh, it also has programs to reduce the environmental impact of agriculture, which doesn't at all sound like the kind of food rationing that they were doing in the Netherlands that led to massive riots. I mean, that sounds like. You foreshadowed it a little bit. That sounds like we're going to be eating bugs here in the future. Um, <clears throat> everything about this is in order to push that green agenda that the left wants, which it's not. They, they say that it's about, you know, saving the planet, conserving all that. It's not. It is about control. It's about control over mm -hmm. you, control over your money, control over how you live your life. Um, everything in this. Like one of the things that's in here, um, they were giving subsidies on electric vehicles that were being sold uh, to the manufacturers up to 200,000 cars. Uh, I think that was the number, may have been higher, but up to 200,000 cars. So Tesla went through them super fast because Tesla actually made a good electric car. Yeah. Now they've inc included one where used electric cars that get sold, the people get a subsidy as well so tesla will start getting the subsidy again as people are buying used teslas 
This is just a way to ensure that companies continue to go down this road as opposed to any other road. And since Joe Biden promised uh, that we would uh, have a fully electric fleet by 2030, like 75% of the cars on the road will be electric by 2035. I don't remember the exact numbers, but something along those lines. He is trying to force it where those are the only things being made and, and price out the car, the gas fueled cars that are, well, everywhere. Which is good because, uh, as we know, those cars are largely powered by coal right now. Yes. Now, because that and natural <laughs> gas, coal and natural gas. So it's just still using fossil fuels. That we can't mine here because you're not allowed to anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, so that's that was good. another thing. Now, that was, real quick. That was another thing. Uh, if if you are an electric car company, you get the subsidy, the two hundred thousand, the the original one plus the used car one, as long as you don't get your lithium yeah. uh, from China. And we can't get lithium here in America because you can't mine for it. So that means. Yeah. We're going to have to get it from somewhere else. And that would, it's Africa. It's the only other place you can really do that. So. Yeah. Watch out, Africa. Here comes liberation. Yep. That's that should be fun for you. It will be very fun watching uh, probably the Democrats pretend that they're against the racist wars against Africa, that they will simultaneously then vote to fully fund and then some uh, with every budget that they pass because of the rules that they put in place with the Inflation Reduction Act, which will be remembered as the act that for some reason had led to worse inflation and a recession. Totally unrelated, of course. Totally unrelated. Now, the reason it's totally unrelated is because this creates a 15% corporate minimum tax in the form of a 15% corporate alternative minimum tax uh, based on the financial statement income of corporations with at least $1 billion in that kind of uh, income. Now, uh, as, uh, as is noted here, um, half of all those new taxes are going to be paid by manufacturers which means it won't reduce demand, of course, but it will reduce the supply because you're taxing the people who make the stuff and who are already dealing with major overhead and supply chain and labor issues. So now you're going to hit them with an even more tax. What's actually going to happen is that they're going to move their headquarters and bases of operations to other countries like China. They will get whatever subsidies they can from this and tax breaks they can. And then as soon as the part that they have to pay kicks in, they will already have set up the pro the plan to move somewhere else. This is all about destroying their smaller competitors who can't afford the cost of this or the cost of retrofitting and, and moving their business to another base of operation somewhere else. Exxon likes this bill. I don't know how what else to say. Like the major corporations have been simping for their this bill on their corporate media, and I don't, I don't, I have a hard time figuring out something adequate I can do with my hands and face and mouth to describe how I feel about the fact 
that there are people who think this is a good idea even though the corporations they think will be paying for this are saying they want it. It also has a prescription drug price reform, which let us not forget that, and we're not defending the man, but Trump put in a lot of prescription drug price reforms that we were also against that he did as executive order. And in early 2021, Joe Biden wiped them all out. And now putting them back into this bill, almost word for word, the same things. Not saying that he, uh, it was good when Trump did it. Just saying this is 100% being done to virtue signal. But this allows Medicare to negotiate the price of certain prescription drugs, limits Medicare and commercial price growth of certain drugs to inflation, and repeals the implementation of a rebate rule scheduled to increase drug-related Medicare outlays beginning in 2027, Uh, redesigns Medicare Part D benefit formula, and caps out-of-pocket costs for beneficiaries. Yeah, so the only way this is actually going to reduce costs of drugs for the end user is the same way uh, they've made uh, healthcare premiums more affordable. That's through just making the end user subsidize it as a taxpayer and then not pay as much as the user. So it's a scam. And uh, it also allows the price to rise even more because they don't see it. They don't see the actual increase. And Any real attempt to try to lower drug prices is either going to blow up in the government's face, as it always does, because they suck at negotiating things, or it's going to be like a price cap. And as we've talked about many times on this show, all price caps do is make a product unaffordable to produce and, and distribute and therefore cause shortages, which means that people who need that thing, whatever it is, in this case, life-saving drugs, right, either have to go without and die or get it on the black market and pay even more for even it. Even more for it. They're not going to do that. So instead, what they're going to do is just subsidize the crap out of it, which means you're paying for it in the form of taxes, yep. debt, and inflation. And I know that we've talked about this on the show before, but we'll go over it because I, I think it's been a while since we last talked about it. I don't know the most recent update to this, but I know in 2011, 2011, the cost that it took for a drug manufacturer to come up with the ideas to a drug to FDA approval was about a billion dollars. Yep, that's the problem. And you have multiple that don't make it all the way. You have some that go stage one testing, they scrap it. They have others that are stage two testing, they scrap it. By the time it gets to blind stage five or whatever it is, you're you're getting there at blind stage five. Uh, but you have a lot of others that you scrap before that. They need to recoup those costs. And they have, because of copyright laws, they have, what, seven years, I believe? Uh to sell it for to try to recoup as much of that billion dollars plus make back whatever they lost on other drugs that didn't make it to market before people yep. can start coming out with generics. If you do this, research and development is going to essentially disappear. 
Yep. This is bad. This is it, what bad. what it's it's going to disappear from here. Right. It's going to go somewhere else. See where we're already US subsidizing. Like, right. Right. And that's where they're already subsidizing it. And this is this is a major problem. Now, I know what you're thinking. How are they going to pay for all of this? Well, mostly with debt. But they are adding some additional taxes on people that can't leave. You. So the IRS uh, tax enforcement, they're appropriating approximately $80 billion over the next decade for IRS enforcement activities, including the hiring and training of new auditors, IT systems modernization, and taxpayer services, meaning auditing you. Uh, they're, getting, they're more than doubling the number of IRS agents, 87,000 new IRS agents. Now, to keep that in mind, I think there's 240-some-odd billionaires in the U.S. That's not what this is for. I think it's They're doing it to you. Yeah, so is it 740? I thought it was, was two-something billionaire something. I think it... I is think that it, maybe worldwide? Yeah, six, there, uh, as of October of 2020, there were 614 billionaires. And then this says 642. Anyway, whatever. There are 600-and-some-odd billionaires. Uh, there are a few hundred billionaires. These 87,000 new IRS agents, who, by the way, they're heavily arming, are for you. They're for you. Um, the bill earmarks uh, $45.6 billion for enforcement mechanisms. Now, by the way, this isn't $45.6 billion they're going to raise from you. It's how much they're going to spend on what they're going to raise from you. They're going to raise trillions of dollars from you using enforcement mechanisms like litigation, criminal investigations, investigative technology, digital, digital asset monitoring, and new fleet of tax collector cars. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Joe Biden promised me that if I was making under $400,000, that I would never pay more taxes than I'm paying right now. Well, according to the Senate's Joint Committee on Taxation, the organization who tells the entire federal government what the tax implication will be for any policy that includes taxation or revenue raising, in other words, the people who tell Joe Biden what's going to happen, between 78% and 90%, so as much as 90% of the money that is going to be raised from these new measures will come from people making less than 200000 a year. You, probably, maybe you make over, most, most of you who don't make $200,000 a year. Yep. Only four to nine percent would come from those making more than five hundred thousand dollars. So not only did he lie, it's the exact opposite of what he said. It's likely if you are making more than five hundred thousand dollars a year that you won't pay more, and it's almost certain that if you are making less than two hundred thousand a year that you will pay more and you will be audited too. Now I know what you're wondering. How did they get acting president Joe Manchin to vote for this, even though it's not going to lower inflation? It's actually probably going to raise inflation. It is The cost is exorbitantly high. And because his state is disproportionately poor compared to most other states, it's going to hurt the people in his state. Matt, do we have any answer to that? Just total mystery? You know, we do. And Next Era Energy 
A utility giant and stakeholder in the Mountain Valley Pipeline is a top donor to both Mr. Manchin and Senator Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, who negotiated the pipeline side deal with Mr. Manchin. Mr. Schumer has received more than $281,000 from next era this election cycle. Uh, Equitrans Midstream, which owns the largest stake in the pipeline, has given more than $10,000 to Mr. Manchin. The pipeline and its owners have spent heavily to lobby Congress, and this bill allows them to build their pipeline in West Virginia. Can you pull up that graphic again? Yeah. Go ahead and finish with what you were saying. So basically, they bought him. Yeah. This was Joe Manchin's price. The Mountain Valley Pipeline was Joe Manchin's price. Everybody's got a price. Everybody in D.C. is a whore for something. Joe Manchin is a whore. For the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Yep. For $291,000. Of which he only got 10000 Yeah. Well, oh, gosh. Oh, you're right. Schumer got two hundred eighty-one. Yeah. For, but the, for but the just pipe... over $10,000. Yeah, but the pipeline will help out uh, communities in West Virginia greatly. Right. But his price is just over $10,000. And this is what we try to talk about, you know, when people say, but without government, who would stop these, you know, corporations from, you know, from mistreating us? The corporations, because of the power, the regulatory power we allow government to have, they can spend tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they get back in return billions of dollars hundreds of millions, billions, and tens of billions of dollars. Anything they give, they get back, like, add four zeros to it. There is nothing in a free market that has that kind of proven return on investment. In this kind of an environment, in a corporatist, cronyist environment, it always... Is the smarter play for bigger companies to spend resources on making political connections and then having them just write laws that basically make it illegal for them not to become wealthy at your expense. Like the, the way these are written, it is they are mandated to be rich and you are mandated to make them rich. Yep. So Joe Manchin, the person who kept us from Build Back Better, even though this is Build Back Better light. Um he kept Build Back Better off the table. He's kept a lot of bad legislation off of the Senate floor because they weren't going to put it up if it wasn't going to pass. And Joe Manchin ensured it wasn't going to pass because he said, I'm not going to vote for anything that will raise taxes while inflation is so high that has exorbitant spending while inflation is so high and especially anything that hurts people in my state. They found his price and they gave it to him to give them a win going into midterms for ten thousand dollars and the jobs in the and and, the and whatever the pipeline will bring and whatever the pipeline will bring to new york or to yep. west virginia um new york yeah um 
But that is Joe Manchin's price. Everybody in D.C. has a price. Some is much higher than others. Joe Manchin's yep. $10,000 plus whatever that pipeline brings in to West Virginia. Yep. But he wouldn't care what the pipeline brings into West Virginia if he didn't get that $10,000. And that's the point. Yep. So, you know what you can get for a lot less than $10,000? In fact, you can get it for a thousand times less than that every single month. You can get exclusive Muddy Waters media content by going to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe. And for the low, low price of one, a 0.1% of that $10,000 every month um so over a long enough period of time you will give us ten thousand it'll take a while take a thousand months but you'll actually you. get a lot of really good content for you <laughs> for that 10, you'll get a lot of really great content over that 80 some odd years uh you will get uh exclusive access uh to our weekly uh subscriber only show uh you will also get uh, a discount at our Muddy Waters store at muddywatersmedia.com and discounts at partner with partner vendors. And you will get an ad-free viewing and listening experience on Anchor, Spotify, and all podcasting platforms. So be sure to do that. And our next episode is going to be this Saturday at 8 p.m. So if you're a subscriber, we will see you there. It'll be if this Saturday at some time. It'll be this Saturday I never know when it's going up. And it, It'll be this Saturday. When? Oh, you'll find out if you're a subscriber. And if you're not a subscriber, become a subscriber, and then you'll find out. So we will see you on Saturday if you're a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber, we'll see you right back here Tuesday at 8. Uh, and we love you. Thank you for being a part of this. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>